Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Andy Bitter and Brendan Marks from The Athletic with breaking news. The Duke men's basketball team is out of the rest of the ACC tournament due to a positive COVID-19 test. A Duke member tested positive following Wednesday's win over Louisville, the school said. And all student-athletes are currently in quarantine. The Blue Devils were set to face Florida State in the quarterfinals Thursday night. Instead, the Seminoles will advance to the semifinals while Duke's season comes to an end. Uh, Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski put out a statement. I feel deeply for our players who have done a terrific job all season in taking care of each other and the team. This season was a challenge for every team across the country, and as we have seen over and over, this global pandemic is very cruel and is not yet over. As many safeguards as we implemented, no one is immune to this terrible virus. Brendan Marks is joining us, the UNC and Duke beat writer for The Athletic. Uh, Brendan, this was a lousy way for a team season to end, and yet at the same time, this felt inevitable. Did it not? It did. It's it's just so unfortunate that this is happening to Duke. You know, you and I have talked about this earlier in the year, Andy, but Duke has been as strict, if not more strict, than any other team in college basketball this season. I mean, uh, ever since Duke's players returned to campus back in you know late July, early August, um, first off, Duke's players were the last players to come back in the entire ACC because Duke was still ironing out its COVID precautions. But uh, the Blue Devils have had the strictest protocols, and they haven't let guys basically out of one of two buildings. They've either been in the Washington Duke in on campus, which is where they've been staying. And I'm sure we'll get more into that later, but uh, they've either been there, they've been in Cameron Indoor actually playing and practicing. So it's really unfortunate that a team that has had no COVID issues yet all year, um, this is the way that their season finally comes to an end. And yeah, regardless of what were to happen uh, next week or whatever, the the contact tracing is going to keep Duke from playing any more basketball. This is strange. It comes a year after Duke was really the impetus for canceling the rest of the ACC tournament. Didn't want, you know, they were the ones that first said, hey, we're not going to go to Greensboro and play this thing. And then the ACC, you know, woke up and everybody's like, okay, this is serious. We're going to have to shut this thing down. I don't think, you know, there are not a lot of Duke fans out there. I, I think people are were kind of looking to Duke not making the NCAA tournament this year, but they wanted it to be a natural way of not making it. They wanted them to lose at some point, uh, not have it like this. Um, what else do you know about the situation with Duke and, and uh, any other details you have with this? Yeah, so as it is my understanding, Duke, well, not as my understanding, this is the truth of the matter. Duke has not been staying in Greensboro for the ACC tournament. So uh, it's about an hour drive back to Durham. And and again, Duke, because of their precautions with COVID all year, they have not had a single issue. Um, The only time that they had any sort of scare was earlier in the year, coincidentally, when they were going down to play Florida State. And Mike Krzyzewski basically gets pulled off the bus right before Duke is going to, to board the plane to go down to Tallahassee. And they say, well, hey, you were a close contact. Now you have to to quarantine. And Coach K and his wife both tested every single day while they were in quarantine, never tested positive for the virus and have since been vaccinated. Um, But that's really as close as Duke has come to having any sort of COVID scare yet this year. And because that has worked so well for them, the Blue Devils line of thinking was, well, it's only an hour drive for us to Greensboro. Let's just stay where we are. Let's keep implementing our protocols rather than subjecting ourselves to staying in a hotel with, you know, commoners like myself uh, and other fans who were just in Greensboro for the tournament. Since the ACC tournament is allowing fans, there's about 2,500 people in the Greensboro Coliseum every day. So because of Duke wanting to do that, Duke wanting to stay at its own facility and, and trying to be especially careful in that regard. In some ways, that seems to have backfired um, because for, through no fault of the men's basketball teams at own, uh, Duke's football team has had an outbreak of 
COVID, they've had a cluster emerge on campus uh, in the last couple of days. Ten different people have tested positive there. And again, they are also staying in this Washington Duke Inn. So there's some overlap there. So, uh, yeah, it, it certainly seems like an issue where Duke trying to be especially precautious, uh, especially careful, has actually in some ironic roundabout way come back to bit the Blue Devils. And it couldn't have come at a worse time. This is a team that if it had won today against Florida State, I think you and I agree would have had a really good argument for getting into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's a, a disappointing end for Duke's season. Uh, Duke is not alone in this being an issue. Northern Iowa had to pull out of the Missouri Valley Conference tournament uh, due to a COVID-19 issue, which you know brings us to the next point in this. This is probably going to happen or has a pretty good chance of happening as we get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, you have 68 teams all traveling to Indianapolis. I realize they're going to be, uh, you know, quarantining and, and set up uh, separately from each other and, and all the right steps taken for that whole thing. But as you see, it just takes one small thing seeping through, and then that can affect an entire team. How hard is this going to be to pull off at an NCAA tournament uh, that's spread across several locations like that? It's, it's going to be very tough. You know, I think the biggest thing and you mentioned is, is they're going to try and establish some sort of quarantine or um, sort of a mini bubble, as I understand it, in Indianapolis. And, and really that, I think, to me, is the biggest difference between this situation and what we can take away moving forward, because there isn't a bubble here in Greensboro. There is no bubble around the ACC tournament. There are fans. There are fans staying in the same hotels as these teams. Um, there was no quarantine period before teams came. They came immediately after the end of the regular season. There was no baked in uh, time for these teams to sort of isolate before the ACC tournament based on the ACC regular season schedule. So I think as we look ahead to Indianapolis, the biggest thing is trying to keep the final four trying to keep every round of this thing as isolated as we can, which I know is not what anybody wants to hear. Everyone wants to have fans. Everyone wants to have uh, this March Madness experience be as close to normal as we can possibly have. But the reality of the matter is the more loopholes and the more uh, entry points that you create for, for there to possibly be any sort of contamination, um, there are so many measures you can put into place to prevent this sort of thing from happening. But at the same time, it, it does literally only take one person being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I think the biggest takeaway is if you're in Indianapolis, if you are one of these 68 teams or your tournament organizers, you have to make sure that you are limiting interaction as much as possible or else this is inevitably going to crop up. And, uh, you know, Florida State's getting an automatic buy here. But how does that work in the Sweet 16? How does that work in the Elite Eight? So um, certainly this should be a lesson for, for March Madness and for teams going forward. And unfortunately, Duke are the people who have to be the guinea pigs. Well, I was just going to ask you that next. Uh, you know, in the ACC's case, Florida State goes to the semifinals without having played a game. They'll have to win two games to win the conference championship here. And I realize that's, you know, only one less than the three, the, the four teams that got the double bye would have to win. And also it's a conference tournament. So, you know, people don't pay too much attention to something like that. I think if you look back, people aren't talking about conference tournament championships they've had in the past as though they're, they're hanging banners and celebrating them all the time like that. They're a little more commonplace than, than other things. But if you get to the NCAA tournament, and as you mentioned, if it's in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight and all of a sudden a team has to drop out, I mean, that is major. And those are those are major games that you would have to avoid. Um, if that happens, how would we look and, and judge a team's run in the NCAA tournament? If you're on the other side and you go, oh, we have to win six games to win the national title, and this other one got by with five missing, uh, you know, playing a three seed or something like that in the Elite Eight, 
Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's just sort of the season we have to deal with some inequity and things aren't going to be balanced like that. But uh, that would be concerning. Absolutely. And Andy, you mentioned, you know, to win a national title, you have to defeat six opponents. To me this year, you got to defeat seven. You got to defeat six teams and you got to defeat COVID. You, you got to keep yourself healthy. You got to keep your team separate. Um, and unfortunately, no, you're exactly right. If this were to happen at some point later in the tournament, the idea of fairness sort of goes out the window. I mean, and, and so that's why, again, it's, it's so important to try and put as many precautions into place as possible ahead of time. We want to be proactive rather than reactive so that hopefully that doesn't arise as a situation. But um, certainly, no, I mean, let's say you're a team in the Elite Eight and you got a shot to the Final Four on the line and somebody was in the wrong spot at the wrong time at the wrong part of a hotel. Um, that can be enough to determine a Final Four this year. So, uh, that you know, credit to all of the teams and players that have gotten this far, but whoever ends up as the last team standing at the end of this season, I mean, they deserve more than a national title. They, they deserve a, a heck of a round of applause for managing to just get through this year. Well, that's certainly an interesting storyline that comes out of Greensboro, which I'm sure we'll discuss more uh, on this week's Atlantic and Coastal podcast. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headlines section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer, just $3.99 a month.